Welcome to the Super Expander Podcast. My name is Corrine Phelps, your host. I'm a business and growth coach, money mindset expert, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. My journey has taken me all over from working in finance to owning a boutique fitness studio. I found myself burnt out, miserable, and questioning everything. Saying things to myself like, there's got to be more to life than this. Refusing to settle for a mediocre existence, I went all in, learning how to harness untapped potential and rewire the subconscious mind to create an extraordinary life. The last 10 years have been a crash course in self-love, building a business, creating community, building wealth, and doing what it takes to just freaking go for it. My mission is to help you align to your purpose, Rewire your subconscious to support your big dreams and vision and create a life that you're absolutely obsessed with. So sit back, tune in, and prepare to expand. Sometimes we just get lucky. We just get lucky and meet someone who is a beacon of hope and a ray of sunshine and just a really pure essence of joy. Today's guest, Babylon Brooke, is just that. Brooke came from the entertainment industry as an international musical theater, improv, commercial actor. She's also a red carpet host, Fortune 500 spokesperson, and entrepreneur. She has always enjoyed entertaining, educating, and engaging audiences, as well as creating new ways to connect with them. But that wasn't the only way Brooke was meant to have an impact on this world. An unexpected series of events that began 10 years ago turned Brooke's life upside down, starting with a car accident in 2011. In 2015, four years into her journey and having been through a host of life-threatening injuries, suicidal depression, and other residual circumstances, she began sharing her journey online through live streaming. Her life now is about so much more than it was before. There's a greater purpose, and I'm so excited to share her and her purpose with you today. Hello, hello, super expanders. Ah, I am so excited. I have been waiting for what feels like forever to be able to have this conversation and share this amazing woman with you. I'd love to introduce you to Babylon Brooke. Oh, hello, everyone. It's so nice to be here. Thanks for having me, Corey. Ah, such a pleasure. And I know you are such a busy, busy woman. So I am literally filled with gratitude that you were able to carve out the time to hop on here, to chat with me, to share just who, who you are, all the things that you do with the super expander audience. And I mean, selfishly, I think I might do this podcast because I get to have this conversation. <laughs> I just do it. I do it under the guise of, you know, doing it for the, the super expander audience. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to get things done though, right? It's the best way to do the things you really want to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so we go deep straight out of the gate here at Super Expander. So I would love for you to share with me and with the audience who you are at your core. Like who is the essence of Babylon Brook? Tell me. Oh my gosh. The first thing that comes to mind is I am a kid at heart. I am such a big kid. I'm constantly just dancing around, making up jingles, that kind of thing. I'm someone who at my core is this youthful spirit. 
And I love bringing that forward. So that's really when you spend time around me, you feel like you're around a big kid. And it's so funny because for all these years, I've gotten these comments online. People say, oh, you know, you're inspirational. You're this, you're that. And like, I'm just, you know, they say I'm positive. And yes, I, because I see the world through a kid's eyes. I've had a crazy health journey for the last decade. I'm grateful to be here. I was told I wouldn't be. So I feel like I'm here on borrowed time. And every single day, I'm seeing things in a new way. And my, my life's motto now is when you wake up breathing, it's a good day. So I'm just always full of gratitude. And the positivity that you may see is completely real and authentic. And I just love life. It's really mm. the best way to put it, you know? So, so good. So you really, truly embody the, just the essence of living life at its fullest in every single moment, which gratitude really does have that effect. It's like, it's just when we sit in gratitude, even for just a moment, the shift that happens is so potent. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Well, I've so many years of my life, I was housebound for about five years. So I couldn't go outside. I, because I was receiving home health care in the home, it's a whole long journey, whole long story, but I couldn't even get up to walk to the window to look outside. So, and I couldn't speak. I was struggling to breathe. I was hooked up to all kinds of things. So for me, I mean, it's like even taking a breath, when I take a deep breath, I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you. And then when I can do all these other things, like speak now again, when I can look outside, when I can go outside, I mean, it's like I've won the lottery every single time. And these are really simple, mundane things, but they are huge. And in the past, they would have been nothing, right? And I would have been so focused on complaining. I would have been so focused on the negative or you know, too much traffic on the road or a bad hair day, that kind of thing. My perspective has shifted. It's done a complete 180. And when people are going through a hard time, this is something I often see in the beginning, they think, oh my gosh, why is this happening to me? Right? Why, why me? And then you start to see if it's a chronic thing and it's something that takes years to recover from, you start to see their perspective shift and it's absolutely beautiful. And that's what happened with me. So in a way it's like my journey was my entire thirties. I used to think I lost my thirties or I was losing it while I was in it. I thought, oh my gosh, that part of my life is just gone. But now that I'm much further along, what a gift I received from having gone through all of that and having gone through it still, quote, like early in life. I'm not 90 going, oh my gosh, look at the sky and the leaves and the birds. They're so beautiful because now I finally have time in my rocking chair to appreciate them. I'm going wow, this is all amazing now. And now I can mm -hmm. carry that with me through the rest of time. And so when I say I'm like this kid at heart, it really is. I, I, it's like, I look at life through completely fresh eyes and you can't buy that. And I, I wouldn't give that up for the world. So I would say that to any, anyone listening, anyone in your audience who's going through a challenge of any kind, physical, mental, financial, spiritual, whatever the case may be, Sometimes it's a blend of all of them. It was for me. Just know 
that number one, you're not alone. You are not alone. You're not the first person who's gone through that and you're not the only one going through it. Number two, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Just keep going, which is exactly what Babylon means. Keep going, you will find it. And then number three, when you get there, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be so worth it. So I'm over here. I'm cheering anyone on that's in something right now where, where it involves hurdles and challenges. I feel like we could almost just end the podcast there. The most super expander words ever yeah. spoken on, on this podcast. And so, so true. I mean, I can just see the, the all in your eyes every time I've had the honor of, you know, being on a call with you or seeing you or even just witnessing your Instagram, because as, as you were saying <laughs> that you like dance around and just yeah. literally it's like effervescence, it just comes out, you know, just like pours out of you. And it's just such a joy to watch, to witness. And it is, it's infectious. So I feel like a, thank you for bringing that joy into, into my life and every person's life that, that has the opportunity to, to get to know you. So I want to kind of reverse back though, because I'm, I know that people are curious what, what happened and what was the process for you getting to that place? Because it sounds like you, and I know, because I, I know your story, but it, it sounds like it was a very traumatic event. It lasted a long time. And it sounds like it was really, really hard. And when we're going through really, really hard things, what like what was the piece that started this this journey or like started the awareness of gratitude of it happening for you, not to you? Yeah, absolutely. Oh man. Okay. How much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what happened with me, and I'm going to back up even before the incident so that you, you all can have an even clearer picture, which I think is important for, for any story, any journey. So I'm someone, I come from entertainment and my whole world and life revolved around speaking and around being with people. So I was a TV and stage actor. I was an international award-winning host, a Fortune 500 spokesperson. I was out at events usually between 12 to 15 a week. I was do doing a lot of red carpet coverage. I was constantly around people and I was constantly speaking. I was in a car accident. It was a four car pile up on the 101 just outside of Hollywood. I was actually on my way to do a commercial when it happened. And that incident completely changed the trajectory of my life. So I was in an SUV, it was totaled. Here's what's wild and I'll share it. I don't share it all the time because sometimes people aren't quite there to get it, but I, I know I know you will. And I know that your audience, I just have a feeling this amazing community that you're building in this vibe, they'll get it. So when the accident happened, it wasn't, oh, ambulance arrives and I get carted off to a hospital and you know, start the things. That would have been much easier, but instead, even with my totaled SUV, I walked away. They couldn't believe it, but I did. I walked away. Tons of pain, but no broken bones. And it didn't look from the outside like there was any sort of life-threatening, any kind of emergency. So I went about for the next year getting treatment for the pain. 
and it was constant, constant treatment and constant like physical therapy, six days a week, all that kind of thing. Nothing was helping. And then I was a year into this process and all of a sudden I started having difficulty speaking. I started having difficulty getting words out at times. And then it escalated and I started having difficulty breathing. Now, I also share this because I'm an advocate for those with invisible disabilities. And I feel that it's very important to always learn more about our bodies. So I was then put into the hospital, into the cardiac unit for some time because they thought maybe it was a heart issue. And what happened was I would get discharged from the hospital after spending five or six days there. I would go home, I would go to bed, I'd wake up the next day, stand up, my heart rate would go to 160 and I would fall down. I would then crawl to the nearest phone, call 911. They would come get me, take me back to the emergency room. They'd admit me again to the cardiac unit, rinse, wash, repeat. You know, this was my life. And no one could give me answers. No one understood because a lot of times in Western medicine, and I'm not knocking it, there's, it's, it's important for sure. I'm a big believer in blending Western and Eastern. You know, we can learn from both. But in Western here in the States, it's very specific, you know, like a cardiologist looks at the heart, a pulmonologist looks at the lungs, you know, like so forth and so on. And quite often they're not in communication with each other. They're not looking at the body as a whole. So that was the case for me. I was seeing all these specialists. I was, you know, in the hospital over and over and over again and CAT scans and MRIs and all that. And there was no definitive answer for why this completely healthy 31-year-old woman couldn't breathe and couldn't speak. And some people charted it up. They wanted to just say it was anxiety, which I knew it wasn't. I had a history of that. I knew that wasn't the case, but sometimes they don't always want to listen. Then I had other people telling me that it was so life-threatening. I had to say my goodbyes. I mean, it was so crazy. It was so confusing. And I was very alone. And didn't know, you know, what to do or which end was up. So that part of the journey went on for years, a couple of years, that part. I mean, you can imagine my life was just trying to really get through and at the same time still have a life. It, it was very challenging and confusing. A lot of people did not know what was going on behind the scenes. They would see me on TV and they thought everything was fine. And they didn't know that it was just a nightmare, an absolute nightmare. Cause that stuff was shot before, you know? So it wasn't until three years total after the accident that finally the decision was made for me to become housebound. And the reason for that was because I could no longer even be transported in a vehicle to go see doctors. By the time I would arrive at the doctor at physical therapy and anything, I'd be in such a, like a breathing fit that, that it was nuts. I had to get carted off to the hospital again. So it turns out what was going on was a complication with my vagus nerve. And for those of you who don't know what the vagus nerve is, it's basically the motherboard to your computer. And it talks to every single major component of your body, every system. So cardiovascular, pulmonary, digestive, everything, you name it, respiratory. So when that's unhappy, it can cause havoc in your body. And that's exactly what was going on. And that's why it wasn't showing up on testing. And they really had to look deeper and look at the body as a whole. So I become housebound. And I was like that for almost five years, where this is what my life was like. I was laying flat on a massage table. 
staring at the ceiling, wondering why I was here. I had home health care round the clock where they would come and hook me up to different machines. I had a doctor that would come and he would do all kinds of different things that just to help me get through. I started eating a certain way. I only ate four things for five years and doing so actually did rebuild my spine. There was so much um, crushing of vertebrae and that kind of thing that they thought, oh, we'll just, you know, deal with pain. We'll do pain management for her. But no, it, that that's part of what was complicating the vagus nerve and creating all these issues. So without taking up the entire podcast, fast forward, and I finally got to a point where I could do things outside of the home. I could do various uh, therapies. I did a lot of stem cell. I did different things and I can talk on that for hours. That helped me move forward. And now here I am today. And so, but the years, the housebound years to get an even clearer picture, my partner quit his full-time job. He became my 24 seven caregiver, spoon fed me, took me to the bathroom, all of that. I was suicidally depressed. I went bankrupt. I lost everything I had, became estranged from my family and friends because now I was isolated within four walls. No one understood what was going on. No one supported outside of my partner and my doctor, my main doctor. And it's amazing when you're in a situation like that, you're kind of just left to, it sounds so gruesome and morbid, but like die. I wondered at that time, if I did, would anyone even come to my funeral? I mean, it was just so awful because people, they want to hear the happy things in life. They don't want to hear that something is, you know, negative, that, some, that something is really, yeah. you know, and maybe they want to hear it at first and like, oh, how can we support what we do? But when it goes on for years and years and years, and it's chronic, this is why I advocate so much for those with invisible disabilities. People don't understand. They can't see it. You're not in a wheelchair, right? But there's something going on and they don't get it. And so they just, they wind up forgetting you know, and they don't know that you're dealing with this day in and day out 24 seven for years. And so, yeah, it was a complete nightmare. Um, and uh, the book's coming out next week or next week, next year. And so that'll, that'll, you know, share some more, but it was one of those things that you wouldn't wish it on your worst enemy, you know, but I'm here today. And a big shift for me was mindset. Yeah. Really, Corey, it was making that choice of do I want to be here or not? Because I didn't. But I kept any time that I would attempt to not be, let's put it that way, things would happen and I would get signs that it was important for me to stay. And one of the things was a couple of years in, I started live streaming. And this was back when Periscope was a thing. Oh yeah. I remember Periscope. Yeah. And so I was still laying on the table and I still, to this day, sleep on a massage table. I haven't, I haven't slept on, I haven't had a bed since 2014. Here we are in 2022. Um, so I would lay on this table though, 24 seven, and we rigged an iPad to like levitate above me. So, because I needed community. I mean, that's like the worst thing. I feel like you can go through anything in life when you have support. When you have people that show that they care and you know it, you know, you know that it matters to you to be here. You can go through anything in life. I, I truly believe that. So I needed community. And since I was housebound, I couldn't go out and <laughs> meet anyone, you know? And when I say housebound, I, I say that because I was bedbound, but I wasn't in a bed. So imagine people that are just chronically bedbound. And so we put this iPad above me 
and got it all situated so that I could live stream via Periscope. But at that time, I still couldn't speak. So I would, we taught them my language of blinking. And this is how I communicated with my partner at that time too. So they would ask me questions. And this would be, this was 20,000 something people at a time that were tuning in around the world to watch this girl laying on the table blink. They would ask me questions. And when I answered one blink meant yes, two meant no, three meant I love you. And that was my life for some time. And what wound up happening was they became my why. And they were tuning into me for inspiration and hope and motivation and all that stuff. And it's like, oh my gosh. And I'm thinking to myself, what in the world do I have to give you? I don't have anything to give you, but I was giving, I didn't even realize it. And the messages started pouring in and the letters and, and different things. We had to get a PO box because there was so much stuff coming in and people were saying, thank you for sharing. You saved my life. I didn't want to be here. And I tuned in and I saw what you're going through day in and day out. And I thought if she can do that, then I can do anything. Ugh, I got a full body chills over here. <laughs> <Really>. <laughs> but you know, and so it's like, when you start getting messages like that, now all of a sudden you feel responsible. You feel yeah. like, you know, and they didn't know it, but they were giving me a gift. They became my why. And it's like, wait a second, I have to stay here. I have to continue going through whatever this is that I'm going through, even though I don't understand it yet. There's got to be a reason for it because I don't believe things happen for that. Something would not happen to that degree for not, you know, like that just wouldn't. And that's not also my faith. That's not my belief. I believe that, you know, I believe in God and the universe and, and it's all good. Everything's always happening. Like you said, it's happening for us, not to us. So if this was happening for me, I just had to make sense of why, like what, and what could I what could I do with it? And now these people were showing me. So they became my why. And I'm forever grateful for them. Uh, so I have so many thoughts about what happened and transpired there in so many ways. So there is the whole idea that, you know, you go first and then the universe will respond. And by you, live streaming by setting that up for whatever reason really spurred you to do that, especially when you couldn't speak. It's kind of like, what would have, you know, kind of like planted that seed, but you went with the nudge. So you were listening to your, your intuition and you went with the nudge and you went first and then the universe responded. And then it became this ripple effect of like cyclic cyclical. They were pouring into you, you were pouring into them and it just built and built and built. And I think the beautiful thing that I'm also hearing, which is like a huge lesson in all of that is that it's not for us always to know the final outcome of something. It's literally just to continuously lean in to that nudge, to lean into it because those dots all start to, to come together to form a fully formed picture at some point. And so it's literally just trusting. It's the surrender of just kind of feeling into the, you know, it's going to be okay. You can't say how it's going to be okay, how it's going to turn out, but you know, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And trusting just, yeah, just trusting, trusting even before you're ready to. Yeah. Making yep. choice to trust and go, okay, I have no evidence whatsoever that things are going to be okay. I have 
no example that's been set before me. Cause I'll tell you, Corey, I scoured the internet. We looked everywhere to try to find people who had been through this kind of issue. Couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. And in any medical journal, nothing about this in particular. And that's what all the doctors were saying too. That's why some of them were saying, Ooh, this doesn't have a good outcome <laughs> because there's no one who's been through this before. And still it was okay. Well, but I'm still here. So there must be a reason, you know, and I'm just going to trust that. I'm going to trust that there's a reason, even though I don't see it. I don't hear it. I don't feel it. There's no evidence. I'm just going to trust. It's mm, such a powerful, powerful story that you have lived, that you continue to live and share. I have a question for you. Have you joined the super expander free mentorship community? If not, what are you waiting for? Stop what you're doing right now and text the word mentor to 202-918-3235. Text the word mentor to 202-918-3235. I send out weekly tips and inspiration to help you grow your business, to step into your wealthiest, most highest self, to harness your full potential and live an exceptional and extraordinary life. And the best part is it's really me sending those messages. So text me, say hello, and send me your questions. So that sort of brings me to then really talking about how you like really what you do now and how it is that you've taken that and turned it into the impact that you continue to grow. Like that was already massive impact happening before you even started to regain your, your speech. And I'm sure that that entire journey, we could probably take up a whole entire podcast on (laughs) just that whole, whole process, but How has that translated to where you are now? Well, it's interesting. So like I shared, I come from entertainment. And once I regained the ability to speak again and and even sing again, which was a big part of my career, it's a big part of what paid the bills. It was, do I really want to return to all of that? Do I want to go back to that industry? Is that healthy for me? And I sat with it for a really long time and things could change in the future. But what I decided for now was no, no, I didn't want to go back. No, it wasn't going to be healthy for me. So how do I utilize my skill set and now this journey and help people? Because again, not for naught, you know, it didn't just happen so that I can forget about it and move on and go back to what I was doing before. And I think that that's something that that's really key because I, th- I think that's something that a lot of people do is let these amazing gifts that have happened to them in their life just go by. And it's like, wait a second, that's a gift. That's something that needs to be shared with others. That's why it happened. And Mm -hmm. so share it, share it, you know, shout it from the rooftops, let people know, give them hope. And so I transitioned from being more of that kind of speaker, let's say to a motivational speaker. That's a lot of what I do now is give people hope, let them know that they're not alone, share these stories, not only my own, but others as well of inspiration. I host a show called The Inspiration Station where people come on and they share their journeys. Everyone has a story, everyone. And quite often people think, ah, well, you know, mine isn't all, you know, that great or mine 
isn't as like dramatic as yours was. Well, good, because you know what? You know how many people in the world can relate to me? I feel like I'm the most unrelatable person on the planet. You know, like I, I, I'm not out there saying, oh, I, you know, and, and whatever, fill in the blank. I'm a mom and I do this and I do that. And da, da, da. no, I'm not a mom. I laid on a table for years. You know, I have all this stuff that's unrelatable and yet still people can learn from it. So anyone listening, you have even more of an opportunity than I do because you most likely have gone through things in life that other people have too. And that's amazing. That's so important. People need to hear from others that are running the race ahead of them, the exact same race. So a lot of what I do is motivational speaking. I still host because I love it. And like I said, with the inspiration station, and then I coach, I coach women entrepreneurs in standing out online. What's interesting, I love it because people come to me and they think, oh, we're going to talk about algorithms and trends. And no, 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 no. It really is going (laughs) back to, we're going to talk about what are your false limiting beliefs? You know, what's your stuff? What triggers you? We're going to really do that work. And that is what helps someone that plus learning how to strengthen your communication skills is what then helps you stand out online. I actually have a program that's coming out in a group setting next month. And I'm so excited because I haven't seen this being taught anywhere. And it's a way that I've married the entertainment background plus this journey. And I found that it's such a great recipe for people to have success online and yeah, I'm just, I'm going with it. I feel like I'm just a channel. <laughs> Do you ever feel that way? You know what I'm saying? Yes, like, yes, absolutely. And when you're open to it, it's like the lessons come, the gifts come, the teachings come, and then you just share it with others. Talk about working smarter, not harder. You know, it's like, why are we all swimming upstream when we can just be open to receiving these messages that are constantly coming in, but we're often blocked we're blocking ourselves or getting in our own way. Yeah. Those cyclical thought patterns that, that basically are, it's almost like wearing armor, right? It it causes this whole perspective and view of the world, right? Yes. I love that armor. Yes. Yeah. It's like we're walking around with this like helmet on, right? And so all the like good ideas and goodness that it's trying to get to us just keeps bouncing off. Yep. Yep. Oh, I love that. That's such a great visual. You're so yeah. right. Yeah, take the helmet off. Take the helmet <laughs> off. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So I feel like all of this really just flows right into you're going through all the things that you've gone through, stepping in to what you're doing now. Along the way, you had to have had someone some kind of super expander story that really served to be your guiding light, to inspire you, to show you that, you know, you, you were meant for more, that you were meant to keep going. What is your super expander story? I cannot tell you how much I wish I could sit here and tell you about someone who inspired me and gave me hope. I don't have that person. For me, it's truly God, you know, if we're going to go there. Yeah. Because it's in terms of a human being, I had to become that inspiration for myself. I had to become that motivation, that hero for myself because I couldn't find that person. And unfortunately in my life, I never had that person personally. What's interesting now that you know my story is that 
a couple years before my journey, I started having a real relationship with God, spending a lot more time with God. And I would take myself on God dates, I called them, where I would go hiking and it would just be me and God. And I was cultivating that relationship. For me, that's what got me through. And that's been the most amazing thing ever. And that, that's been an example for me is again, tuning into that voice. Sometimes it's not a voice. Sometimes it's just a feeling and a knowing and that trust. I so wish that there was a human being on this planet who I could say, you know, expanded me <laughs> in a super way or, or, you know, someone that I could even talk to and learn from and ask questions of there isn't that human being. And so really the answer to that is, is God. Well, thank goodness you started cultivating that, that relationship because yeah. if you hadn't already had that growing and blossoming, I think that your journey maybe wouldn't have turned out the way that, that it has. And I have to say, so as I'm listening to you talk about it and the way that you're talking about it, it's like a perfect metaphor because it sounds like what happened in that cultivation of your relationship with God, because I, I fully believe our intuition is essentially the direct connection to source, to power, to God. However, anyone listening, translates whatever, wanna, yeah, that, whatever, 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 whatever the belief is. And I feel like your intuition is literally just this direct thread, right? It's the, the thread that runs through us that connects us to that, that power. And so in the way that you were nurturing that relationship, it was like, sort of like a, like a little mini boot camp that was happening for your intuition, right? Yeah. yeah Prior right. to your, your, your accident. And it almost, when you, I, the way that my mind goes is like, that's part of the reason why that happened, right? It's because of the relationship that you were nurturing because of all of that, this was like such a, it was meant to happen that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I understand that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And um, what's the saying when the student's ready, the teacher appears. Yes. Mm. It's kind of like that. And, and, and people listening might go, well, geez, maybe then if she hadn't been spending all that time with God, then, you know, the whole thing wouldn't have happened. Maybe, maybe, but I actually agree with you, Corey. I think that if I hadn't been, primed in that way if I hadn't had that already instilled in me I think the journey still would have happened and it would have had an entirely different outcome I don't think I would be here today. I mean I, I can actually I can say with 100% confidence I wouldn't be here today if I didn't have that relationship with God no way mm, so so powerful so when you think about then because I feel like this all it all connects when you think about your North star, your why the feeling that you consistently wake up seeking to have seeking to feel what is it? Oh my gosh. I love that feeling when you're just in alignment. I don't know how else to say it, but you, you're a channel, you're in alignment. And that's not to say that everything in your life is roses and lollipops, but there's a 
feeling, and I really hope that everyone listening right now has had that feeling before and you know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, then I would say it's it's your life's journey to, to find that. Whatever that is that makes you feel that way, that lights you up, keep going after that. For me, I used to only get that feeling when I was on a red carpet, because here's what I would do. Before, I would, and I, when I say red carpet, I, I was the host, so I was interviewing others. And before I would start, all these people, all the people around me always had all these questions ready and things, and that was just not my jam. I have a strong improv background, and I always was living in the moment. And because of that, I actually was more successful. So all these people would be prepared. And instead, I would just, like, even before I had the God dates and had the strong relationship, I would still pray in my mind, like, okay, just help me know what to say. Like, just let me know what to ask, and, and I'll do it. And I would do that. The people would, you know, come up and, and a lot of these very big name people and they would come up and, and I would just be a channel. I would just open up my mind my, my mouth and it was like stuff would come out. And I felt so in alignment is the best way to describe it. And so now anything I do, whether, you know, it's hosting or speaking or coaching, I pray beforehand and I am a channel. Now that's not to say that, you know, you don't need to have the experience or the education or the skill set or that kind of thing. Of course, you want to hone all of that. But then once you have that, like let it go, you know, just let it go and, and see what happens when you allow yourself to be open. And so for me, that's my North Star is that feeling when I am just in the zone, you know, and completely in alignment with what I'm supposed to be allowing through. It's like I'm the messenger. Mm, yeah, so good. It's so good. So a couple things that when you're talking about that, it makes me think of, so you have to do the work, obviously, right? And you have to do the work to find out what your talents and gifts are. So there's a lot of trial and error. And once you start to to, to, to find out really what it is that your, your kind of your zone of genius is, to just trust, literally just trust, self-trust in, in that place. It's like, stop looking at someone else to see what they're doing and trying to do that and bring it into your world. And now you've, you're not really being yourself anymore. That's when we get nervous, like nervous where you can't speak. I mean, I think getting nervous before anything that we do, that's important to us is completely normal. Even when you're hundred percent in alignment, I think that we still get little, little nerves. Yeah. But when you really just trust that you can't do it wrong, when you're in your, when you're in your zone of genius, you're living your purpose, you're living in your talents and gifts. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, think about, think about actors. I can tell you, cause I, I did the television thing, but a lot of my career was spent on stage. I used to tour with musical theater, that kind of thing. So what do you do? You memorize the script, right? You get to know the character and all of that. But once you've done that, now you just got to let that go. I mean, you really got to let it go and live in the moment. Otherwise, what would happen? You'd be out there on stage and you'd look and sound like a robot. You'd just mm -hmm. sound, you know what I mean? Like you were re regurgitating, repeating lines and no one wants to hear or see that. So that's something that you're taught, you know, as an actor is, okay, you do the work, right? Like you were just saying, you do the character development, you learn your spots, your, you know, your marks, you memorize the script, of course. So, you know, your lines, all that stuff, but then you let that go and you let the character really live in you you embody that person and that's exactly what i'm talking about with this other stuff 
So yeah, you're right. You do the work, but then you just trust and you allow it to come through you. And more often than not, it's just gonna help multiply the outcome that you have. It's gonna help really make it so much better, make it so much more full because you can only take things so far, you know? And so then when you allow that other part to come in, when you trust and you embrace that, it's, it's like you're, you know, it's almost like you have like a Christmas tree and you can put the tree together, but then let the rest come in and add the lights and the ornaments and all of that stuff. I don't mm. know when I came up with Christmas. It's not a, I don't know. It's a, it's a it's beautiful just, metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 one of those kind of things where it's like let that come in and and just spruce up everything that you have to give. Hmm. I love that. Ah. Hmm. So <laughs> I'm just soaking it all in. <laughs> I have this visual going as I'm like making these like yummy noises. I'm like, mm. <laughs> I'm like a very, I'm like a very visual person. So I was like literally thinking of a Christmas tree. I, like, I, I might've gone somewhere else for a moment. So pardon me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, so I love to, to wind things down with actually opening up. I mean, I think this entire podcast has been many, many juicy nuggets of advice and super expander moments for you to, to share. I mean, I think if we counted them, I don't, I don't even have, it's, it's a lot, but we're, we're going to go for one last one. If you could give just any kind of parting advice, a little juicy nugget of wisdom, even something that you might have told your younger self, what would it be? I would say, gosh, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. And so trust the process. And I would also say that you are way more than enough. And very, very, very important. Mm, I love that. So good. Thank you so, so much for just sharing, just vulnerably sharing your story, sharing the inspiration that you do on the daily basis. Uh, gosh, so grateful for you. So grateful that you had, were able to carve out the time here to share. I appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you right back. Thank you for having me. And thank you for having a podcast that really gets to the heart of the matter this is important. And so everyone listening is, you know, lucky to have you. And I'm so glad that you have me on. It's been a pleasure being here. How can the audience find you? What's the best way for them to continue this journey with you? I am pretty much everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Any platform, you name it, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Clubhouse, Facebook, all, all the things at Babble on Brooke. So babble is like babbling, like talking, B-A-B-B-L-E on Brooke. And you can also head on over to babbleonbrook.com for more information. But yeah, I would love to connect. So definitely let me know, reach out. Let me know that you heard me on this podcast and I will actually give you a free gift. If you let me know that you were on this podcast, I will send you a free gift. Oh, what it is, but trust me, it's going to be perfectly aligned for 
Oh my goodness. I mean, if that doesn't have you curious and running to your favorite platform to find <laughs> <laughs> to find Babylon Brook. And of course, these will all be linked in the show notes for your ease. So go say hi to Brooke. Yes. Say hi. I can't wait to talk with you all. I'll catch you guys on the next episode. If you like what you heard, stop, drop, and leave a five-star review and hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. As always, the best way that you can thank our amazing guests is to share your biggest takeaway and then tag us on social media. 